The Pasuk tells us, that everyone, all the nations of the world will see that the Shem Hashem is upon you. And the Gemara tells us that this is talking about Tefillin and Shabarash. And Rashi explains that the, the, the name Shakai, the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Shin, the Dalit, and the Yod, that is on our Tefillin. The Shin is the, on the Tefillin Shel Rosh. You see the, 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 the actual letter Shin. The Dalit would be the knot, the Kesher of your Tefillin Shel Rosh in the back of your head. And the Yod is the knot that is found on the Tefillin Shayad, and that is touching the bias. So that's how you get the name Shakai, the Shin, the Dalit, and the Yod. There are those that have a Minog, many have a Minog to have a double Dalit in the back of their back of their head, especially in the Hasidish world, it's not one dollar, it's two dollars, and ends up looking like a mem, but that's uh, that's definitely a minhag in Klai Yisrael, so it, maybe we'll talk about that a different time, wh- where that minhag comes from, but that's the minhag, and we have this the, the name Shakai with our tefillin. The Zayar says, and it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, that the Yud on your tefillin shayat should always be touching the bias, and therefore you see people should be care- are careful about it, they have, you know, maybe something helping to keep it together, but that is very important, and it shouldn't be you dragging your kesher, your yud, on your tefillin shell yad. Okay, let's move on to the discussion of ritzuis. Ritzuis are the uh, the straps that we tie the tefillin to ourselves. That's the, the fulfilling the chiv of ukshartim. You have to tie it, you fasten it to yourself. That's the, the mitzvah of putting on tefillin. So the Gemara tells us, Halach l'moshim yisinai, menachas hey. I'm an Aleph, that the Ritsuis have to be Shekhairis, the, the Ritsuis have to be black. The Gemara asks, I, we see in a different place, it says it could be any color as long as it's not red. And if it's red, people are going to think that it's dam, it's Damnida. And the Gemara answers, no, we pass in Halach Sinai that it has to be black. Now, when you paint it black, most places can hold. It has to be davar hamutar b'ficha. It has to be something. As to the the ink has to be made from something that is kosher. It cannot come from non-kosher sources. If you look at, they sell markers in all these farm stores uh, for tefillin. So, one of the reasons why why they write that it's kosher is because they want to be yotze the shita that it's kosher ink. It's not coming from anywhere uh, anywhere else. And it's very important when you write your phone to have davar hamotar b'ficha. Lemaisa, there are those opinions that hold that when it comes to coloring things in halacha, you do not need davar hamotar b'ficha. The Nadi Yehuda has a famous shuvah on this. Nadi Yehuda tries to bring a proof from from uh, Tchelas. He he assumes for ninety nine percent of his 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 his, his answer in, in his in his safer is that. Tchelas is not coming from fish. There, it's not from a fish, and if it's not from a fish, he's assuming it's a snail or maybe some type of worm. So then it would not be kosher. So I should bring a proof from there that the dye that you use for a mitzvah does not need to be min hamotar b'ficha, and that's his uh, that's his opinion. He says there are those rishonim that say fish. I don't understand it. So maybe it's not the best proof. So he has other proofs. That you do not need minamatabrificha when it comes to the color. So the Pais can quote the Nadi Behuda, at least Bidiavid, if a person used ink that was not kosher, he used, a, let's say, a, a marker which somehow came from Trefus. So then we would say Bidiavid, you are Yaitza based on this Nadi Behuda that you do not need minamatabrificha. Okay, so, so halacha is you need to have black ritsuas. So the question is, you know, there are at some point. I don't need to have such a long ritzua. The halacha is 
when it comes to the 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 tefillin shalraish, we say that the right the right side should be longer than the left side, but the right side, according to the Shulchan Aruch, has to come to your to your navel, and the left side, even just until your chest. We make it longer, obviously. The Mishnah says the right side should go till the Makkah and Brismila, the left side till the person's navel. But our tefillin usually are, are much longer. And you, you ever look at these bar mitzvah kids? They're the bar mitzvah boys. They're they're, they're uh, dragging their tefillin shalrash uh, straps. So again, they should tuck it into their belt or something. So as not to drag the mitzvah, but either way, the question is: so if it has to be black, so maybe it should only have to be black until that point, the point that it's kosher, and, and once it's kosher, anyways. So why don't we say the rest of it? I shouldn't care about it. Additionally, there's a minimum width of of the fill of the straps. The minimum width is the size of a barley. What exactly is the size of a barley? So you have different opinions. Whenever we have shiurim. In halacha, we have different opinions, either like nine millimeters or eleven millimeters, about about the width of a, a centimeter. Some say, so the ma'isa hours are typically fifteen millimeters wide, and so what if you have a little scratch? The, the black came off on one part of the tefillin, but if you if you take out your uh, your ruler, you'll see that you have the minimum width to be kosher tefillin. So is that a problem that this part is not black? So the bir halacha goes through this, and he says definitely the chatchila we should be machmer. But the Abed, there'll be what to rely on, and we could say that as long as I have the minimum shear ritsua, so then even uh, scratches in the bottom of the ritsua towards the end where I don't need it, or uh, in the extra width that we don't need, so the Abed will be kosher. <clears throat> another halacha, another uh, uh, example of when, of the width would be, let's say, you know, our tefillin width is usually 15, millim- 15 millimeters wide. But in the place where a person ties his tefillin, it gets stretched, you pull it, and often that will go below the minimum width. So it's it's kedai once in a while to just measure it and see and see how wide your your, your ritsuis are in Bamakaim Hahidu, the place where you tie it. The halach is, let's say it gets folded, so folded over would not be a problem. Even though right now in its folded state, it's not the minimum shear, we could imagine it stretch, imagine it unfolded, and then measure it. But if it just so it stretched so thin, so then that would be puzzle, and the whole tefillin, the whole tefillin are puzzle. So it's very important to check that once in a while to make sure it has the minimum width. The Gemara tells us that it has to be uh, done lishma, that the paint, the black, has to be done lishma. The Bhagavad Ram has a discussion. Let's say it was painted Shalai Lishma. Can I paint it over and make it Lishma? That's a whole discussion in general when it comes to Ksav. Let's say someone wrote uh, the Yudke Vavke or something else. You wrote something and you wrote it Shalai Lishma. Even a regular uh, Ksiva Sefetara, the question is, can you write it over? So we'll discuss that at a different time. <clears throat> There's a uh, in a recent phenomenon to have double black Ritsuas, which means... You go to your average shul, you'll see a few people, you look at their, their ritzuas, it's black on both sides. And historically, we always had tefillin that were only painted black on the exter- the outside part of the, of the ritzuas. The inside was always the natural leather color. And the question is, where does this come from? So some say, oh, you look in the Rambam. The Rambam says that to have both sides painted black is a noyle tefillin. It's nice. It's like a hitter mitzvah for tefillin. That Rizal, and the Ben Shai quotes from that Rizal, that both sides should be painted black. 
The Ketzis HaSoifer, which was written by the Ketzis Shulchan Aruch, he wrote a Sefer on, on Stam, on, on Tefillah and Mezuzah. So he says that the edges should be black, meaning when you look at it, it should look black on all sides, but not the bottom, not the part that's touching the skin. That doesn't need to be black. So is this is, is this what they're doing? So the truth is, if you look at that, it sounds like you'd have the same exact black appearance on both sides. That's not what's typically done. What's typically done is they soak the ritzuas in black ink, and then they paint black on top. So where does this come from? So Rav Osner says but they're not doing it because of the hider of the Rambam. The Mishabur says that although the Rambam says it's noilet fillin, historically we never went with this Rambam. We always had tefillin being painted black just on the outside. So what exact, why exactly is this being done? So the reason why they do it is because people get nervous. Their tefillin often gets peeled or scratched, and you no longer have a black ritzua. So someone came up with a brilliant idea. You soak the tefillin in, in black ink, so the black ink really gets into the, into the straps, and then you paint it over with your regular with your regular black paint for ritzua. So even if the ritzua gets scratched, so I have, a, I have an insurance policy. I have... My whole ritsua is black. So even if, if the scratches, I never, I never have to check my ritsuas again. And that is why it's being done. Now, halachically, let's say a person has his tefillin peel off. So the Mishabura says, even a small piece that, that's scratched at a place, is a, I'm sorry, the black falls off, and now you see the, the natural leather color. So it's puzzle. There are those pricing that say maybe you go by Raiv. As long as Raiv of the ritsua is black, it's fine. Halicha Shleim of Shlomo Norbach says, as long as when you look at it, from a normal distance, it looks black. So you don't have to start, you know, examining it in a very uh, in a very detailed way to make sure every little piece is black. But there are those that are machmer, and the Mishnah Bruce machmer. So it seems like a great idea. Anytime it peels, you have a insurance policy that it is uh, that it, underneath it is always black. So again, if someone does this, there's definitely a, it's definitely a nice thing. The question is, why do many people don't? Why would Many rabbanim be against it. You look, there are actually chuvois written against the double black tefillin. So the question really is if someone is looking to purchase it. He wants to weigh both sides. If someone has it or his, his parents bought it for him, nothing wrong with it. No, no one says you're not yaitza with it. You're definitely yaitza, and perhaps you gain this hither by, by having the extra extra black. So but why is it not being done by, by everyone? So first of all, the Mishnah says it's not a hither. Our hidden mitzvah is to have black on the outside and natural color on the inside. That's first of all. Second thing is that if, if the Ramam says to do black on both sides, and historically we never did this, so isn't that telling us that our minog is not to do this? That somehow we have a minog not to do this? And some of the, I saw some of the soy from, they, have a, they, wrote, they wrote articles in this and they said that they always knew how to do this. It's not like someone came out with a brand new thing, a brilliant idea. They could have done it. Always, it wasn't like they didn't have information. So, like when it comes to trelas, so there are those that say, well, historically they never wore trelas, so we shouldn't wear trelas. But the uh, but the the the, the svarim that talk about trelas, the Redzina rabbi, he says, well, they didn't they didn't know about it, they didn't they didn't figure this out. Or Rav Herzog and the uh, those that wear the murex trunculus trelas say, well, they didn't. They didn't realize that it could turn blue. They didn't realize that the murex trunculus was the source for for this for the dye. So that's an answer to say that don't prove, don't bring me a raya from 1500 years of not doing something. They didn't have the option, but here they have the option of doing double black ritzuis. So why didn't they? Isn't that a raya that 
our minute is not to do this. So that'll be a second reason why there are those that refrain from doing double black ritzuis. And a third, I saw a third reason brought down by Rav Daniel Kleiman Shlita. I think it's a fascinating uh, approach. He says that we'll learn. We'll learn about the halachas of chatzitza. So any small part of, that that's considered a chatzitza would be a problem by tefillin. It's very different than your regular halachas of chatzitza. Let's say a woman goes to the mikvah. There's a concept of miyut sheina makbed. If you're not makbed on it. Over here, the only source we have for a chatzitza being an issue, that there's something separating between the tefillin shayad or the yeritsuis and your arm, would be based on the psukim by the big tekehuna. And by big tekehuna, it says al basaray. So the rush learns out from there. How could, how could the rush darshan a pasuk? But either way, the rush does, we'll, we'll, we'll expound on this. But the rush learns out from there that tefillin also have to be al basara. You can't have anything blocking it. So he quotes of Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita, who says that if you had a drop of paint that didn't get soaked in, and that's that's blocking the the ritsua from the arm, perhaps that would be a din of chatzitza. And he says that's what the base Alevi, he says the base Alevi was makbid for all the Rambams, but he wasn't makbid for this Rambam of double black ritsuas, even though the Rambam says it's noi. So why didn't the base Alevi do it? He said the base Alevi was concerned for chatzitza. So Mir Tisham will, will discuss the halachas of chatzitza a different time, but I just wanted to bring down, these are the three reasons why some people will, will avoid it. If you have it, if you already bought it, if your parents bought it for you, there's nothing wrong with it. I think Rav Sturmach Shlita is very pro it, and there are those, there are those Paiskim that do wear it. So, yesh v'yesh, I just wanted to bring out both sides, and we'll continue tomorrow.